May only truth be spoken here and only truth be heard. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please be seated. This is definitely one of those Sundays where I'm glad we have this wonderful collect to cheer us up after the gospel reading. So I wanna, I wanna go back to page two. There's not, nothing like a summer Sunday and hearing about all the things that will happen to those who follow Christ and the division sown as part of the life of following Christ. But look at this collect at the bottom of page two of your bulletin. Lord, make us have perpetual love and reverence for your holy name. Help us to remember that you matter the most. For you never fail to help and govern those whom you have set upon the sure foundation of your loving kindness. God is loving kindness above all. God above all is mercy. God's mercy and God's love are our surest foundation. But resting on that foundation, as it's very clear in the gospel today, as Jesus is continuing to send out his disciples um, and telling them what to expect as they go out to proclaim his name. Resting on the sure foundation of our loving kindness does not guarantee prosperity or a positive outcome. It doesn't guarantee us a happy, a happy ending. The promise here is that God, in every circumstance, no matter what, will help and govern us. God will help and guide us and be there for us as we face what we have to face. The story of Hagar is a good reminder that being in relationship with God doesn't guarantee us a life of safety. It doesn't guarantee us a life of happiness. It doesn't guarantee us a life of prosperity. She doesn't experience any of these things. But the story we read today, she does experience the help and the governance and the guidance of God. To look at this story, which it's, a, it's an upsetting story. We have to go back to Genesis 16, um, where it begins. Part of what's happening for Hagar is that she is an enslaved person in the household of Abraham and Sarah. And part of what's happening for her, I think part of what makes her life so challenging and difficult is that she is under the authority of people who themselves have not completely trusted God to help and govern them. God has promised them that they would have a child, but God's timeline is not exactly the one they were hoping for. And so they, they come up with some schemes to help God along. And unfortunately for Hagar, the scheme that Sarah comes up with in Genesis 16 is husband, take my slave, 
and you lie with her, she will bear us a child to be our heir. We'll take care of this for God. Sarah, Sarah thinks she has control over this situation. God has promised, and I will fulfill it. So, it. so it happens as she had hoped. But like many of our schemes where we sort of take things into our own hands, as soon as Sarah's scheme comes to uh, its fulfillment, she's overtaken by jealousy and hatred. So she looks at this woman in her household over whom she feels she has authority, and she sees that she's pregnant as Sarah herself has not been, and she starts to treat her cruelly. So in Genesis 16, pregnant Hagar runs out into the wilderness because the wilderness is better than this, than being under the authority of this household. She runs out to the wilderness, she finds a spring, and it's there that God finds her. God says to her, you gotta go back. We don't know exactly why God sends her back. Maybe it's because in the wilderness, she wouldn't have had however bad that household was for her, for her flourishing. She knew that she wanted to take care of this child, and it was only within that household, perhaps, and not in the wilderness, that she would be able to raise him safely and with enough. He gets to the age where he is old enough that maybe perhaps he can survive the second casting out that comes in today's reading from Genesis. But the important part about Genesis 16, I think, is that Hagar, after her encounter with God, she says, she gives God a new name. She says to God, you are El Roy, which means he sees me. God sees me. When Hagar was on her own in the wilderness with nothing left, still there was that sure foundation of God's loving kindness because God saw her. Just as Jesus says, two sparrows go for a penny, but you are of infinite value. Two sparrows go for a penny, but not one of them goes without God. And God, as the song goes, his eye is on the sparrow. Even what seems of so little value to the world is of infinite value to God. God sees the enslaved woman cast out of her own home and sees that she is of infinite value even where nobody else saw it. And so God, in God's loving kindness, makes a way. So we get to today. Now, the boy Ishmael has grown up in this household, but Abraham and Sarah have finally received what they wanted, which was a son born out of Sarah's body. We heard about that last week. But as soon as Isaac is grown up, and they have a little celebration, they have a little party, because he's old enough to eat solid food now. And what should be a happy occasion becomes another occasion for Sarah to look back and say, now that we're good with this one, 
let's get this other one out of here once and for all. And so this time, instead of running away, Hagar is cast out. All she gets for her labor is a little bit of water, which carries her just far enough to despair. So she lays down her son under a bush, and she walks away because after everything I have given, let me not see him die. But the God who sees, the God who sees also heard, the God who sees also hears, and even though Hagar has given up completely, I think, I think this is really worth noting because sometimes we think God will get me through this situation if I just trust God and tell God that I have faith and tell God I believe that God will take care of me. Hagar is not sitting under a bush praying Psalm 86. She's not saying, surely you will save me. She's just crying under the bush. But God hears her cries, the cry of one who seems in the eyes of her household to be worth nothing, of her child who's worth nothing. God even hears the cries of the child that we don't hear. Those cries aren't in the text, but God said, I have heard the cries of the boy, because sometimes God hears what can't come out of our mouths and is only in our hearts. God hears that too. God sees us. God hears us. So that even like a sparrow when we fall, God is watching over us. Nothing is ultimately lost when we are on that sure foundation of loving kindness, which I'll tell you, that is what is underneath all of creation, is a sure foundation of loving kindness and mercy, because a lot of us will fall. But we will never fail to be helped and guided as we fall. And God will see us, and God will hear us. And God will not be apart from us, for nothing falls apart from God. Amen.